0: With over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Teacher Cast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making Teacher Cast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 205. Today, we have an instructional technology coach on the show today from Long Island to talk to us not only about her great ISTE presentation, but also how can we make the best of a coaching situation that we've been living in for a while. We've had an opportunity over the last few weeks and the next coming weeks, actually, to talk to great instructional coaches about how to start a position, how to get into a new building. But I love the fact that in this interview with Michelle, we're going to be talking all about how to you know, reinvent yourself, how to get back into the game, how to start this school year new. If you're an instructional technology coach looking to learn a little bit more about that, this is that show for you guys. And I hope you're having a great time this summer. There's a lot of great things happening over at AskTheTechCoach.com. I invite you to check out the website. Lots of new blog posts, lots of new podcasts. Scroll on down to the bottom and join our free instructional technology coaches Groups. We got a great group over on Facebook that is almost at 800 members and a great group over on LinkedIn that's doing really well too. And that's not all. We are actually opening up an instructional coaching group for administrators. What do I mean by that? There's a brand new website that opened up a few weeks ago called k12leaders.com. It's not really for coaches yet, but it really is a great website that's growing in the technology director field, the digital learning uh, coordinator, You know, the, uh, the people that are in charge of coaching groups. And one of my missions that I decided to take on a few weeks ago was to get into a group like that, build a coaching arm, if you will, to what we're doing here at Ask the Tech Coach and really start to work with tech directors on helping them understand what is the coaching position? How does it work? What is a job description? And we've got some really neat uh, message boards and forums and conversations happening over there. I've been posting like a question to two a day just to get instructional technology directors talking about this stuff in a logical way to maybe help out you know, digital learning coaches a little bit. So if you're interested in that, you can go over to k12leaders.com. I haven't yet posted that link on Ask the Tech Coach yet, but I hope you guys have a chance to check out that. There's so many different ways to connect. And of course, if you're looking for us on Twitter, you can find us at TeacherCast or at Ask the Tech Coach. And we want to say thank you for being here. This is now going on our 11th year of Casts, as you might have heard. And we've been doing this show now for over 204 episodes. So I want to say thank you guys again for making TeacherCast your home for professional development. My guest today is an instructional coach from Long Island, New York. She's a Google level one and two certified educator, a Kami hero, Kami connected speaker. And recently she was the star of the 2022 ISTE live conference. I want to bring on my good friend, Miss Michelle Manning. Michelle, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. Good to see you.
0: It is so great to have you on. You know, we talked about a little bit about yourself, but uh, tell us a little bit about who is Michelle and, and how was your ISTI conference?
1: Um, well, who I am as an educator, I was an elementary school teacher for over 26 years, and then I became the technology integration specialist for my school district, and I'll be heading into my third year. Um, so a colleague had mentioned, um, Tim Needles, I know he's very well known in the tech community. Um, he had told me about ISTI, so I attended for the first time, and it was an incredible experience, both as a participant and as a presenter.
0: You said that you're going into your third year as a coach. I want to start here a little bit because mm-hmm. for many people, they're going into their first year. Some of us might be going into their second year, third year, et cetera. What are you looking forward to about this particular school year? I know we can talk COVID. We can talk all that stuff. Right? I mean, <laughs> but clearing the playing field, what are you looking forward to? What are you excited about this year?
1: I'm excited to get into the classrooms more and work with the teachers and the students more. Um, I think that because I started my first year when we were in the pandemic and the stu- the teachers were live streaming every day and the students were hybrid, I started more of as a, a tech support because Google was updating every day and Meet was changing. I was doing a lot of tech support and not so much of the curriculum integration. So this year, I really focused on trying to change that narrative and being more curriculum integration um, which is where the gamifying comes into play Um, that really helped a lot of the teachers see different ways that they could use the technology in their classroom
0: do you have any at this point goals for yourself goals for your building Uh, we're recording this now in the middle of july have you had a chance to speak with a principal but let's just start with what are your personal coaching goals for this year
1: My personal coaching goals is to make more contact with the teachers. Um, I support 350 elementary teachers over seven buildings. So it's definitely a challenge to get into the buildings, um, for the principals to have a space for me to meet with the teachers. So uh, my goal is to really make more connections with um, the administrators and with the teachers and to get into more classrooms.
0: What's your game plan for that?
1: Um, well, I started at the end of the year with some tech takeout menus um, because the teachers were so overwhelmed. They're um, Sometimes they're losing their preps or they were still live streaming. So they really didn't have the time to connect with me and meet with me. So I tried to make these really cute tech takeout menus that had the PD on their time. So now I sort of want to say, now that you've had the opportunity to look at some of those um, how can we implement in your classroom? I send out a Google form every Monday, hoping that they'll sign up and I can actually come in and more and do more of the instruction and let the teacher learn from my modeling.
0: One of the questions that we pop out a lot in our instructional, Technology Coaches Group, um, which I know you're a member of, is how do you reinvent yourself? And this is something that I struggle with, right? Because um, for the last couple of years, we have been in a role, a supportive role, rather than necessarily a forward coaching role. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for any coach out there that is looking to reinvent themselves? Get up there and say, no, really, this is what I do. This is the job. I I was good for helping you with your board <laughs> last year, but... But this is the job and we're going to do it this way now. Like, how do you get up there on that first day and reinvent yourself or even have that meeting with your principal and say, I know this is what I've been doing, but let's make a left turn.
1: I really try to listen to the teachers. I try to make myself accessible to them and listen to what they need and what they want. Um, I try to take the approach of you bring the lesson to me instead of me bringing the technology to you. We're not going to do technology just for technology. I know a lot of people are burned out and they're worried about screen time. So this year I really want to focus and I'm going to reinvent how I approach the technology that again, you know, we, we have this amazing, these amazing tools now brought to us from the pandemic. Let's find that silver lining and utilize them to make what we're doing better.
0: What is your uh, um, title? I mean, uh, we we talk about this a lot, right? You know, are you an instructional coach, tech coach, digital? Mm -hmm. What do they call you?
1: Technology integration specialist. And I've actually been speaking with my supervisor. I would love to somehow get the word curriculum In my title, so that they really see it's a marriage of the technology and the curriculum, and like you said, it's a partnership. I will collaborate with you. I will co-teach with you. Um, A lot of the times, teachers will reach out and say, "I want this. I want that," and I have to say, "No, I'm a you. I'm a teacher, just like you. Um, I don't have the credit card to buy special programs. I don't have an. You should tell Google to do this. I'm like, I'm flattered. You think that's who I am? But I'm a teacher, just like you. So, um, really listening to the teacher." teachers and collaborating with them.
0: I, I think that's an awesome statement right there. <laughs> and one that we've all given. And and for mm-hmm. me, I know like I'll sit down with the with the teacher and go, there's a question mark button. Let's yes. do this together. <laughs> right. Like, like we can talk to Google right now. Let's right. do this together. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to getting back and seeing my teachers. I know that sounds weird for July, but I'm get, I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing my teachers. And I'm looking forward to asking those questions to start to build those relationships how do you suggest teachers and coaches reconnect is it just about asking about your kids is it about buying people coffee what are those reconnection topics that you walk into because i mean we've talked about in the last couple episodes you're not going to walk in on day one and say we're talking google you're going to say how are you
1: right um, that's a really tough question and one that I actually struggle with. And so I'm open to suggestions. I'm curious to hear if you have any ideas, Jeff, um, because I'm in seven buildings. It's hard for me to get to everybody. Um, I try to go to the faculty meetings to introduce myself. Last year, I stuffed 350 mailboxes with my little, you know, meet Michelle Manning, and I even stapled M&Ms and swag from different companies. So like you said, the bribes, um, when I send out my surveys to try to get a feel of what the teacher wants i i do offer the bribes of coffee or um and things like that so that's that's something i'm definitely interested to hearing some suggestions for too
0: i think this is an important question here and one that i struggle with do those things work
1: For some people, um, just like the students in your classroom, the teachers that you work with, you have such variety. You have students that I'm sorry, you have teachers (laughs) that are willing and able and excited and eager for the help. And then there are others that just want to shut the door and be left alone. And either they don't like technology or they're overwhelmed with their job. They feel that it's one more thing on their plate. And I keep. I try to explain to them that I'm here to take something off their plate for them, or I'm here to help them carry their plate, not add to it.
0: One of the nice things about doing that, I think is that you can start to build those relationships. You can start to bring in concepts. And I think a lot of coaches, like, you know, we're talking about this again in in a different Ask the tech coach episode, but they leave an ISTI conference. They've got all these wonderful ideas, and they want to just vomit over everybody. Like, look at this, look at this, look at this. And and I know that's not the right way to do it. Build those relationships. Uh, somebody even today on on a, on a recording said, you know, spend time looking at their desk. How's your family? Did you go on vacation? Something's new. You know, hey, you're in a new room. How do you want to use this space? But I'm. I'm excited today because you and I are going to talk about a topic that I'm interested in. We haven't covered a lot, and that's gaming, gamification, working out a different way of learning and teaching. These are things that I think are important, but I think as a coach, we need to know when there's a place to make that mm-hmm. left turn, when to go. So before we really open up the gamification conversation here, let's talk a little bit about how do you entice a teacher to try something new? When when does that come in? What are those little sparks that you can say? How do you set up a teacher for trying to go go on a journey with you?
1: Um, By offering to do it for them at first. Um, So it all came about, like I said, trying to make that transition from tech support to curriculum integration. Um, it started the year before I was secondary my first year as a tech coach where I was supporting 650 teachers. And um, she said, I used to do this lesson where the students walked around the room and now they can't. So how can I do this digital? And I thought of when I was a classroom teacher, I used to play Jenga with my students where I would write questions on the Jenga pieces. Couldn't do that during COVID. So I made a digital version. So um the way that I enticed them was I made all of these different gamification templates. I started with the simple escape room, but I don't really like to call it escape room. I started changing it to middle rooms so that as they got the right answer, they got the next letter to the riddle. And there were a lot of benefits in the classroom to these, but the benefits for me as a coach and to the teachers, was here's this lesson that's already made. So whether you are kindergarten or whether you're 12th grade chemistry, you can they're ready to use in your classroom, and if the teachers were comfortable editing it, they could. If they weren't, I said to them, "Send me your worksheet, I will make the lesson for you, and then it's good to go in your classroom." So providing all the different levels of support, just like you would for your students.
0: And what does that look like they're They're creating the the curricular part of the lesson plan, and you're Correct. creating the roadmap, I would just say, of the ro- of the Correct. lesson plan.
1: So a lot of, most of mine are on Google Slides. Some integrate with Kami. Um, So I had the um, templates already made. And then I changed them throughout the seasons. You know, there were football and then turkey. And do you want to build a snowman? And and the seasons changed. And it was all the same template. So if it was a review, a lot of them are multiple choice. So I would say to the teacher, send me your review sheet that you would typically give your students. And I would create the lesson for them and shoot it back. And they would just have to post it on their Google Classroom sometimes I would go in the classroom and lead the lesson for them if they weren't comfortable with the technology.
0: This is a hard question to ask <laughs> because I know you have seven buildings and when you have seven buildings, it's a relationship issue. And, you know, you're just one of many things, but I always want to throw the question as like, what's your over under, right? Cause we all walk into teachers and say, let's try this wonderful magical thing. Yeah. And they're like, thanks. <laughs> or they say, "Can you come back next Wednesday?" But you're not because you're only the Monday coach, mm-hmm. right? And right. that—that's troubling for a lot of, of teachers. Is I—I I want you, but you need me on this day when I've got eighty-five other things to do. How I was. Do you, how do you merge all that?
1: I was always accessible when they needed me. So when I sent out my Google form every Monday, they got to put down their first and second preference of day and time. So I made sure that I was available on their timeframe and not mine. And if it meant going to different buildings on the same day, that's what I did. Um, But I also had a Google classroom. So when I created these templates, I would post it in the Google classroom and I would email it to the teachers. I also um, would email them video directions so if they weren't able to meet with me or for the teachers who are ready to meet on their own here was a little video that i would attach short sweet less than two minutes on how they could modify it another short sweet video on how they would share it to um, their google classroom and present mode so the students didn't edit it so i had a lot of embedded resources for the teachers to utilize if they were comfortable to do it on their own And then I started realizing it was successful because teachers, I didn't even realize teachers were using it. They would email me, hey, I'm going to do a lesson on New York State geography. Could you make one of these for New York? Or um, spring is coming. Do you have a spring one? I I tried to keep them (laughs) non-denominational for the holidays. but um, So I, I think they were used more than I realized. And some teachers would just, a lot of times also what I did was attached a Google Doc that just had a table on it that was said, what was your question? What are the three wrong answers? What is your right answer? And then I just copied and pasted it into the template for them. Even though it was just as much work to type it into the, I called it the teacher planning sheet, as it was to type it on the game. If that was their comfort level, that's that was the support that it gave them. And I have all the links that I could share with you. I can share with you um, a Google Doc that has all of my Google um, – templates on it that has the teacher planning sheets and I also have student response sheets so that you could have that accountability that the, the students were participating so I, I'm more than happy to share all that with you.
0: I think that's a great idea this is episode number 205 you can head on over to askthetechcoach.com check it all out we'll make sure that everything's safe and downloadable and have access to you for all that stuff and 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 thank you for all those coaches that are out there going ah. <laughs> you, you can hear them right now Michelle <laughs>
1: that's what we do as coaches we share we're happy to help and collaborate
0: i have said this for many years we we never steal we acquire and it's all about putting stuff in those locations i want to talk to you today about gamifying okay um let's set the stage i'm going to ask you some basic questions here so that way everybody's kind of on the same page define it what is gamifying
1: so gamifying for me with these particular lessons was making these interactive for the students. And if they got the question right, they were rewarded with the next letter to the clue to the riddle, or even just a little gif with the sound effects that you had just said, yay. And more importantly, if they got the wrong answer, they were prompted to go back and try again. And what I really liked about this was that um, so many times, I, know, I love the expression, um, practice. Oh, let me see if I have it correctly. Um, Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. So we want to make sure that if a student is doing an entire worksheet of saying division or multiplication facts, that by the time they get to the end, they didn't do the whole page wrong. And then that is drilled into their mind. And then once it's all completed, they they can't erase the whole worksheet and go back and try again. So the advantage to this gamifying is that they're getting that immediate feedback. They know right away if they understand the concept or not. And then, You could always post it to Google Classroom or whatever LMS you have, and the students can keep practicing it again and again. So it's a resource for them to keep practicing if they need it. I'm sorry. (laughs) My dog is joining us. Um, So so the gamifying makes it fun and interactive. I made one that had some Minecraft in it, and they were just so excited to have uh, the Minecraft background. Um, And I also like that it can be modified to – meet the different learning needs for the students in your class. You can embed audio, you can embed video. Students could work at their own pace. Sometimes if we go ahead, if a student um, needed to go get a tissue or use the restroom or they were at less, whatever it might be, if they miss it, they don't have the resources available to them. So now the students are in control of their learning Um, and the teacher can embed resources, particularly by using Kami. The students can type, write, audio. Um, You can do drag and drop. So you're taking those obstacles out, whether it's writing or reading or auditory, and you're ensuring their success. You're taking those obstacles and giving the students all the resources to succeed.
0: So let's unpack a little bit about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because, was a lot. <laughs> but, but it's wonderful. And, and again, if you go over to our show notes, episode 205, uh, Michelle was wonderful. She she gave us everything about how to do this. So check all this stuff out. Um, coaches, mm-hmm. right? It sounds to me and, and please correct me here. If you're a teacher that's that's into this stuff this can work i've seen teachers that gamify their work they've got an outline they got a form and a site and a cam- whatever they happen to you they are kicking it i want to ask you this and i've been wanting to ask you this since we started talking about coming on the show how does a coach bring this in suggest this and support And then the second half is while you're in seven buildings. I mean, let's say you do have a teacher that wants to do this. And I'm going to go back to, again, you're only there one day a week or an hour a week or by an email. How can you support the innovations that gaming brings a teacher? If you're not available or, you know, you know where the questions are coming from, right? right? Like, how do you yes. do this as a coach? Because it's naturally, You're an amazing teacher and this works for you and you want to see it work for me. But you're only with me for 45 minutes a day if I'm lucky or a week if I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. How do you look at this as a coach?
1: Um I was also available via Google Meet, so if I wasn't in the building that day, or if the teacher didn't have time, or if they weren't comfortable, um, I was available via Google Meet. I was available to come into their classroom on their lunch or their prep before school. Uh, Before school was very popular because our elementary schools start later. So often they were interested before school. Um, Like I said, I had the resources on our Google Classroom so the teachers could log on at their convenience and watch the tutorial videos um, or like i said making it for them so really whatever level their comfort level was that's where i met them and encouraged them and if they weren't ready i was just planting the seed for when they were ready or once one teacher came to me hey this is our second grade math lesson module two can you please create something for this and then when i did i sent it out to all the second grade teachers plus the support staff. So it planted those seeds. Hey, look, this is already done. You didn't even have to come up with the curriculum idea. Your colleague did it for you. So that was very helpful. Um, Like I said, one time I was in a building, the teacher came running in with a uh, worksheet with a map of New York where the students were labeling it. I turned it into a game, then shared it with all the fifth grade teachers or fourth grade teachers across the whole district. So I had that one teacher drop that pebble in the pond and hopefully the ripple effect took over
0: i like that concept you know work with one the ripple will happen and we talk Mm -hmm. a lot about finding your generals and making sure it's here you have an amazing google doc that we're going to make sure that we definitely have in here it's called gamify your lessons using google slides and templates i know you had a chance to talk about this at isti what was the atmosphere like what were some of the questions how did your session go
1: it was great. It was later in the day. So I was trying my best to keep everybody engaged. I appreciated that they were there so late. There were lots of oohs and aahs. Um, it was nice having my friend and colleague, uh, Amory, in the audience. So she was listening on what they were saying. And I think a lot of the participants were excited. And the fact that they were already done and created for them, all they had to do was go in and type in the curriculum. The hyperlinks were done. The graphics were done. So it was really user friendly and ready to go. It would take you less than half an hour to less than half an hour to modify it for your class. And you're ready to go the next day. Great sub plans if necessary. It's great for reviewing a concept before a test. So it's great for flipping your classroom for introducing a topic. So when students are ready to move on, they're good to go. So it's such a versatile template. Again, K-12, any level, any subject from introduction to review
0: i would imagine that when you have seven buildings and you're dealing with all the grades as a coach it's important that you spend your time creating things that you can manipulate in other areas rather than what specifically does michelle need i'm going to spend an entire day building michelle's lesson it's oh this is the concept let's build it so that way i can now pitch that to other people
1: Right. I was my one of the favorite things that happened this past year, and I'm looking to build upon for next year is we have STEM coaches. We have one in every building, um, and they also specialize in a grade level, even though they support the whole building. And one of the STEM coaches came to me and she said, Michelle, I have this lesson on fossils. It's dry, it's boring. They watch video and they just take notes. Can you please create something? So I love that we started with the curriculum and not the technology. And I took this gamifying concept and I took the introductory video that the student watched and I chunked it. So right there, it was in more manageable pieces. The students could rewind it. It was more accessible at their pace. And then by embedding the notes... The students then had the notes available to them when they were done. So we took the writing out of it. I mean, the writing was still there for the students that were ready. And Cami has this great feature now where you can push out edits. So you could model the note taking on the board and then just push it out. And then the students had that copy of class notes so it was really exciting and then when the other grade level said well hey can you do that for our stem lessons or project lead the way and again that ripple effect so it was really exciting to start with the curriculum and hoping to do that more next year we have a new math program so i already reached out to our math chairperson and said hey get me in on those planning meetings i i want to be there from the ground up so this way it's not something new it's from the get-go.
0: I- You've heard me say this many times. I love that concept. And this is something that I've been thinking about, too, in the building that I work in, I've got math coaches, uh, English coaches, interventionalists. I think we've got a science coach coming in. And it really is how do we find a way to support each other? Mm-hmm. How do we make sure that it's not competition for the teachers? And a lot of that does come right. from yeah. the top, like, you know. If, 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 a, if, if a science coach is trying to do their job, but the reading coach is also in the room, like these are hard concepts that we need to work on. And, you know, if that topic rings true for you, I want to hear about that because that's the show that I want to put together. So if you're out there listening and, and you have a, you know, interest in that topic, or if you do have success working with multiple coaches, um, I don't know about you, Michelle, I know for myself, like I travel between buildings, but our English, math and science coaches are permanent. So I always feel like I'm the guest in the room that doesn't quite fit into the mold yet. We're everywhere and and we are the ones that are, you know, leadership positions around and they see us a little bit differently Let's kind of put a bow on this, but I please come back on and, and let's let's continue these conversations. But keeping with this subject here, you're trying to do all this innovation stuff. You're trying to gamify. You're trying to move the district forward. You're trying to Googleify all these different things. I would imagine working with your other coaches, as you said, is just as important as working with those fifth grade teachers.
1: Absolutely. And the one coach, and I think, as you had said earlier, it all really boils down to those relationships. The um, STEM coach that had reached out to me, we started our careers together and we had done some professional development training 28 years ago. So we had that relationship. Our careers went different paths, even though we were still in the same district. It's such a large district. Now that we're both in these new roles as coaches, because we had that relationship from 28 years ago, it was easier to build upon. And then that brought in. So now we have um, two new principals coming in. So I'm excited to start fresh with the new administrators. Um, They've already reached out to me because it's new for them. So starting with those relationships that you already have, I think is important. And then they could bring the other people in. Just like when I created a fifth grade lesson and shared it with all the fifth grade teachers, when the STEM teacher and I created the STEM lesson, we shared it with the other STEM coaches and that got me into buildings that I hadn't been in yet, teaching in classrooms that I hadn't been in yet um, and doing the modeling. And then the teachers were sitting there, I didn't know Cami could do that. I didn't know Cami could do that. I'm like, oh, you have no idea how much. let me come in again. And so that really opened a lot of doors. So findings so as a coach, I would recommend finding those couple relationships that you have best and having those coaches open the other doors for you, because that was most successful for me.
0: Well, that's definitely a topic that I am interested in covering on additional Ask the Tech Coach podcast, Michelle, I'd love to have you back for that. And again, if you're out there listening, please invite yourself on. You can reach out to us over at Ask the Tech Coach on Twitter. Head on over to askthetechcoach.com. Scroll to the bottom. Join our instructional technology coaches group. We are here for you if you're a tech coach, math coach, reading coach, English coach, um foods coach theater coach there's a lot of them (laughs) out there right now and we have a great place for you and i'm glad that you guys are here listening michelle thank you so much for coming on bigger thank you for putting together this amazing show notes stack with all these great links that we're going to be sharing off today definitely make sure that you guys head on over to episode 205 to check out all the good googly uh stuff michelle if anybody has a question where can they go to learn more about the great work you're doing and find you
1: you can find me on the most of the social media sites at Manning Tech Talk. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn and I have to work on getting a website together, but I'm at Manning Tech Talk.
0: We will make sure that we have all the links together over there on episode 205 Michelle. Thank you so much for your time thank today you. and sharing everything with us today. And that wraps up episode number 205 of Ask the Tech Coach. We hope you guys are having an enjoyable summer. We have got a lot more content. I was saying to Michelle earlier, even though this is 205, we've already recorded 206, 7, 8, 9, 10. we got a lot of great content that's going to be coming out. And if you start to see in your podcasting feeds a Monday show, a Wednesday show, a Friday show, Don't be alarmed. We've got a lot of presenters from the ISTE conference that are going to be coming on and having them share everything about how they're doing their instructional coaching program. So that wraps up this episode on behalf of Michelle and everybody here on TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.